Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I am Donovan D'Souza from Tongyang. <laughs> and I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 91. As you can see from the title of the episode, I've written a book. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that uh, for most of the episode. But before we do, um, Donovan will explain uh, <laughs> what he was on about in his intro. Yeah, so The Long Way is Better is now not just not a blog and a YouTube channel, but is now called Tongyang. Uh, <laughs> so the, the real story is that that's not what has happened. <laughs> is, um, so recently I've discovered that my Facebook page was hijacked by Vietnamese scammers. And for a while it looked like the page had like completely disappeared. And then suddenly it was back, but... Um, how it was back was it was called Tongyang. And apparently I now am in the business of selling x-ray glasses. Yeah. Um, yep. And they're actually not bad. Like you can sort of see people's bones when you wear them. But yeah, apparently not, not worth the $799 I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> and that there's two models. Maybe you bought the cheap model, Mark. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So um, apparently, never, ever, ever lose your Facebook page because to get it back, you really have to work very hard. Like apparently, I'm going to have to write to Facebook in order to get this back, which is bloody annoying. But It just seems to be the way Facebook's going at the moment. Like it's just a big dumpster fire. Like one of the TikTok people that I watch on Instagram because I'm old um, she had someone set up a um, like an impersonating page of her because she didn't have one because she was a young person. So she set one up herself to get the blue check and to like verify herself and she got banned recently for impersonation oh. and like even getting a lawyer in because she's got like, you know, a couple of million followers on TikTok and Instagram. Like even that's not going to work. And it's like it's so difficult. Like I've reported your page as like, you know, unusual activity or whatever you can do and, like... Nothing. Nothing yeah. happens. Like, it's just a joke. Yeah, so basically what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to write a letter to them and give them, like, you know, all, like, photocopies of my, like, driver's license, passport, birth certificate, all that stuff, yeah. prove that this is mine, and I still may not get it back. So, uh, in you know, hopefully you will hear back from The Long Way is Better through that page and not... Uh, ex, not selling x-ray glasses but if not I suggest um, you know maybe if you instead just go to the YouTube page follow that page because I will be using that I think as my main social media from now on so yeah if you look up the long ways better um, subscribe to YouTube and we'll just maybe <laughs> maybe the Facebook is an, an error that is now past us <laughs> yeah I think it's it's use is uh, not what it used to be so oh well but on a brighter note, yeah. we are coming to you, not live, but um, pre-recorded from Donovan's new house, and we have our own like separate studio, which is also your home office. Yeah, so this is a much better space, I think you'd agree. I have a chair that I'm not like <laughs> cramped under a bed, surrounded by Lego, not that that was a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Lego is still here, but there's a, this space is probably about 1.5 times that room size. Yeah, and a bit more conducive to, like, you've got a, a the long desk fits and you can have, like, four people comfortably in here. Yeah, so I think, you know, this will be really good for the pod going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So this is 
quite exciting times. <laughs> yeah. But enough about, you know, me and moving house <laughs> and being scammed. Mark has much more exciting news, yeah. which is that he is a published author now. Um, not yet. And on June, mid-June, I'll be a published author. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we publish this, probably you'll be... Yeah, I have, yeah. I have my own Amazon author page, which is quite exciting. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he has written a book called Best Walks of Southwest Western Australia. Or WA is what it actually says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's a new guide to 40 fantastic walks in the area from Dwelling Up to Windy Harbour. Do you want to tell us a bit about, first of all, how did this happen? So I think I mentioned this on maybe the Year in Review pod, but um, basically it was like May, June last year of 2022. um, I got emailed by a fellow um, travel blog writer in WA um, called Nina, and she said, I've got this great opportunity to write a guidebook. Publishers contacted me. like, what are your thoughts kind of thing. I'm just like, congratulations to you. Um, best of luck with it. Like, if you need any help, I'm here. And then a couple, a few weeks later, she emailed me back saying, yeah, I've realized the scope of what is involved now. And I think, like, you're probably better suited to something like this. If you want it, I can recommend you. So I was like, secretly like, yes, please do. <laughs> this is something <laughs> that I've wanted to do for a while, but figured I'd have to probably self-publish, which would be both time consuming and costly and a bit risky yeah um so having a like um you know a trusted publisher that's done this kind of thing before they've got guidebooks all over australia about this kind of thing and i've actually unknowingly had the perth walks and hikes book myself that's going on probably a dozen years old now um so i was like yep contact or get them to contact me and yeah it kind of kicked off from there awesome yeah so tell us a bit about, I guess, the process of how you've gone about writing this. Because I know you talked about a bit about it in our end of year pod. Um, but I guess, you know, for people who didn't listen to that or who just want a bit more information, explain kind of how it all has come together to write it. Yeah, so the publisher was really great in that they have a style guide that they want to kind of stick to. So I had references and like different um, books and kind of tips from um, Andrew, the the main guy I was dealing with. And it's it's a really different style to what I'm used to because I'm used to basically just waffling enough words to get the photos kind of like it's in my format. So it's all about like what was going on in my life and what I enjoyed about the walk and different things that I saw along the way, but this is more kind of like from a, a traveler's perspective or a tourist perspective, what are the key points to look out for? Where do I need to turn? Like what the flora and fauna are in the area, which is mm. really hard because WA is just blessed with amazing flora and what you see in one month may be different to another. So I've kind of had to think about that as well, um, not just what I've seen. And then I also had to condense it quite a lot, so I couldn't waffle on about the granite or look at this tree or look at these like rapids or whatever. I had to be really concise, which took maybe, I don't know, a dozen walks in before I really nailed like how to do that efficiently. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a matter of like compiling all the walks, editing up all the photos, which I think I edited up like 900. And the lady who put the book all together is just like, if you had to choose out of the 30-odd <laughs> photos you uh, selected for each trail, like which ones would you do? I was like, 
I thought I really narrowed it <laughs> I, I knew you were going to have trouble with this because we always talk about like the, the Don level of photos for a blog post versus the Mark level. Yeah. And yours is always in like the hundreds. <laughs> well, it's not only that, but like what do I enjoy from other guidebooks? And I've got mm. one from um, it's Melanie Balls, one of her day walks of Tasmania ones. And like she's great at the writing bit. But some of the, the trails, I'm just like, there's three photos from this trail. And I think one of them was like Philosopher Falls or one of the really nice trails in Tassie. And she basically like a close-up of a tree, a close-up of a leaf and something else. I'm just like, that tells me nothing about the trail. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of like showcase what really is the heart of the trail in the photos. Yeah. And I think that's come out because I've got a PDF version of it that I kind of like, as soon as I got that, I kind of like a little squee inside. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. So in the, with the photos, did you manage to get any uh, John Chapman style photos where you're in like short shorts and like a long sleeve flannel <laughs> and it looks like it's it could be the 80s or 90s but it's hard to date the photo um no you're in a few of them so it could look like the 70s <laughs> yes <laughs> i think you're because like it's you've got the walk and then there's like a little like um spotlight on like a feature of the area or something else i think one of them it's the wadandi track I talk about mountain biking in WA, and I think I've got one of you cycling on the Wadundi <laughs> track. Awesome. Um, but no, I've tried to keep it quite modern um, in the photos. Um, and unfortunately, because I always hike on my own anyway, there's rarely anyone in my photos. And even when there are people, you try to f get photos without people in it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> getting better these days. I kind of enjoy a yep. few people, but not too many. <laughs> Did any photos of yellow uh, rain covers for backpacks get in there? No, I don't hike with Aaron anymore. <laughs> so. But I am not one to say anything these days because I've seen the footage from the South Coast track and I apologise profusely for my <laughs> green uh, backpack cover. Had I have known it would look that bad on camera, I would have just bought a black one before we went out. <laughs> I'll give you an opportunity next time to... Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to write the book? Because I think it was quite a rapid turnaround, wasn't it? Um, yes and no. So initially I thought it was going to be quite easy, like a matter of weeks and I'd have it all done. But like, some of them I had not hiked since like 2015 or 2016. So I had to organize a fair few trips out. So like I redid the Green Bushes Loop and the Bridgetown Jarrah Park just simply because like, from the photos, I couldn't get a sense of like what were the key points of the trail mm. and also needed an update of photos too. So I think it was December when I finished. So I think I started in like early July and I wasn't finished until December. And then I still had to go through in Feb and March like edits to do with maps, like proofreading, getting it all right because like it's going to get submitted to print and if it's not right, I, I wouldn't like that Yeah, at all. But I did set myself a deadline of December because the Hogwarts Legacy uh, PlayStation game was meant to come out then. And I was like, I don't want to be distracted. I want to have this done and dusted. Yeah, um, and you knew productivity would drop significantly. It once. would, but then that game got delayed to Feb anyway, so <laughs> I was in the clear. Yep. So when you went back to do the walks that, you know, some of the ones you were less familiar with, did you find a lot of them had changed from when you did it? or And, and also, did they change for the better or worse in some instances? Um, mostly changed for the 
better. Um, some for the worse, like because you can't like deal with prescribed burns or like mm. natural bushfires and can't really plan for that. So Wellington National Park, the Jabbitch Trail was a little bit worse simply because they'd had burns gone through mm. and also needed some maintenance, which unfortunately I alerted DBCA to this and it got done, but like after I'd been there. So yeah. at least people have a better um, experience than what I did. But some of those trails were better than expected. Um, so I'd not done the Colini to Jantich, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. um, I've written it so much, I actually know that off my heart now. But that was a really good trail because I'd done some of it on the Jabich and the Seeker Trail and also the Mundabitties. But like putting it all together was, was an amazing experience. Like the Bridgetown Jarrah Park was just as good as I remember, probably better. Yeah. Um, Greenbushes Loop, I remember being like good for five kilometers and then rubbish for like 10. Mm but it was actually more like good for 10 and not so good for five. I think when you did it, and it was when I did um, bailing up to Pemberton on the bib, it was not long after a bushfire. Mm. So it's it's probably a good, enough time has passed now that it's looking a bit nicer than... Yeah, and also like, I think because I had Karis with me the first time and she really didn't enjoy the last five kilometers Yeah, and was going really slow, understandably, because like it's, it's a 16-kilometer hike. And I just powered through that knowing it wasn't that great. But um, yeah, like it was, it was good to revisit all those trails, um, get out and see some new ones. And it was kind of like ticking off everything that I wanted to do in the southwest mm. and like there's not that much to do anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah very much so any any sort of nice surprises that you're like oh that was better than i remembered um not necessarily better than i remembered but nice surprises was like things like the quenda trail near yelling up like i'd done what is the winter diversion on the cape to cape and thought oh yeah in wildflower season this is amazing but the actual smith beach bit was like epic like that was a really good experience as well. Um, the Meal Up Trail, which I deliberately saved for spring, which is when I hiked it, that I was happy I saved up. Um, and just kind of like the fun of being out there and like it has a purpose other than the blog. Yeah. That made things a lot better as well. Um, Ambergate Reserve as well, another one I'd been saving. That was quite enjoyable with all the wildflowers. Um, unfortunately, I had to cut my Pemberton trip quite short, so I didn't get to like redo like the Warren River Loop Trail or the Gloucester route. Um, but exploring places like Yeager Up Dunes, that was another like yes, like big tick in my life box experience. Yeah. Um, doing all of those like four aces walk, I wouldn't have thought that would go in the book. But when I was out there, I was like, this is like epic and amazing, and mm. like even though that area had been burnt. It was still quite enjoyable. Yeah. Awesome. Explain dwelling up to Windy Harbour as the sort of border of what's covered in the book. Um, I think that's mainly... It was down... The, the publisher kind of suggested that. Um, initially, kind of dwelling up to uh, Northcliffe kind of area. Mm -hmm. um, but mainly that's because the Perth book kind of... Like Mandurah is the border, the southern border. So there's yep. a few walks there that I could include. Um, and I was also trying to come up with 40 walks because that was kind of their like minimum. Mm. 
and trying to come up with 40 walks in the southwest that's actually worthy was actually a bit of a challenge mm. um, and in the end I because the next book that's coming out which we'll talk about a bit later um, that's mainly the south coast so I thought like Windy Harbour is really difficult to get to if you're visiting Walpole because you have to go up to Northcliffe and then back down so I was like why don't we just include it with the Northcliffe area so that's why that's the southern border yeah and then, yeah, Dwelling Up wasn't covered in the Perth book, so I thought there's, like, three really nice trails out there, so we'll include that. Yep, fair enough. And then, yeah, Lake Clifton, which is kind of Mandurah-ish, is, like, the most northern walk. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of just, like, cutting off the southwest in, like, a big kind of circle, if you look at it on the map. Awesome. Yep. So this is due out in June which depending on how busy my life has been, I may have edited this by then or not. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so for those who are looking to buy the book, how do they go about doing that? Yep. So just from a purely selfish financial point, um, thelifeofpi.com would be fantastic if you could order <laughs> from there. Um, so I haven't nailed down the details at the moment, but um, looking to sell a little bit cheaper than if you're in a bookstore free gift with purchase and potentially free shipping as well but Ooh. um yeah when you log onto the website you'll be able to see like what we finally come up with yeah um otherwise um it's going to be in most good bookstores around perth and the southwest um visitor centers um that's something i'm trying to iron out at the moment is how do i get the the furthest reach and who will buy from me so yeah most of the main like information centers and bookstores around the southwest will will hold this yeah i mean woods lane uh are very you know reputable i have a few of theirs like I've, i'm going to the northern territory soon and i have their red center book yep. doesn't have 40 hikes in their mark no the other one that i've um i got sent as kind of like a a, a reference was the northern part of northern territory and there's like 20 something yeah. but that's just because it's a Northern Territory. Yeah, they probably make special rules yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did find in Tassie when we we're over there, like the purse book was in there. I was like, who's buying this in Tassie? <laughs> but I hope someone does buy the Southwest book when they're in Tassie. Yeah. If they do stock it. Yeah. I mean, you, you might find that people do because people from Tassie sometimes come over for to do the Stirling Ridge because that's kind of Tasmanian-esque yeah. kind of a hike and then want to do something else and then... There you go. I mean, I bought the Tassie Daywalks book uh, in Geraldton, of all places. Ah, so There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, online, I think Amazon, Woodslane have their own um, distribution, Booktopia. Um, yeah. Quick Google search and you should be able to find it. But yeah, highly recommended you buy directly from me just to, to help support me and the website. Yep. And gift with purchase as well, you say? Gift with purchase. Yeah. Um, I have an idea, but we'll see what finally comes. Okay. We'll hold you to that. <laughs> yes. And maybe if you ask nicely, I might uh, sign a copy or put in a special message if it's a gift. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Now, I think you sort of alluded to this earlier um, by saying that Windy Harbour, you know, sort of there's a bit of like a, there might be something else. Yes. So what's the something else that's coming out? Um, so I've already signed the contract to do the follow-up to this. So the sequel will be the south coast of WA. Um, cool. Initially, it was going to be two books, but then thinking it through, 
Um, Walpole to Albany would have been a great one book, but then outside of that, kind of east of Albany towards Esperance would be a bit of a stretch. So mm. I'm going to combine the two into one. And it should be about 40 to 45 walks. Um, there'll be a lot of variety, a lot of fantastic uh, hikes in there, and I'm super excited to get started on that one because yeah. it will involve a probably four-week road trip where I get to tick off a lot of like bucket list hikes that I've been meaning to do for a while. So what's the plan for that? How what's you going to do that this year? Yeah, so probably September, October this year. Um, I might even try and... Because like for this, the southwest of WA book, I kind of was doing stuff off memory for some of the hikes, but this one I might just try and pack in everything and yeah. do that thing where I hike five trails a day and um, really get into it. Yeah. Will you include um, the overnights? No. So I was thinking about like the Stirling Ridge walk. The Newt's, Noit's, Nate's Wilderness will be in there as this is a day walk. Yep. Mamang and... H-Tan. Actually, sorry. Yeah, I do like They will be in there um, as an overnight, but written up probably just as one trail. Yeah. But not including Stirling Ridge and... Yeah, so it'll get referenced, but I won't write it up as a trail. But um, I think the plan at the moment is all the day hikes in the Stirling Range will get written up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see see what that happen what happens with that list as yeah. it, as it evolves. Awesome, I think you've almost got uh, you know more of a feast of trails as you head through that area, particularly because you're condensing. Uh, you know, up to Albany and then beyond there to Esperance into the one. Mm. Yeah, you've got some of, I think, the best. And, and some of the stuff that you've not done yet, like you've not done the Le Grand. Le Grand. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you picked it for your, you know, for the... The, the uh, hiking draft, yeah. yeah. And actually have, uh, I've just recently changed it, the uh, the Golden Outbook page, Outbook, Outback um, page on my website has Thistle Cove as the uh, like main photo. I was like, I can't wait to get back there and, and do yeah. that one. And Peak Charles as well, um, Mount Arid or Mount Ragged, depending on accessibility with my X-Trail. Yep. There's just a lot that I've kind of excited to tick off. Yeah. Awesome. And for those of us who love the north, is there anything? Potentially down the line. Um, the problem with the northwest book is just the cost of doing it. Yeah. So, like, Pernalulu is probably somewhere I would go anyway, but then, like, trying to get out to places like El Cuestro, like, um, what's the western end of the Gib River Road? What's that national park again? Like Winjana Gorge. Yeah, Winjana Gorge. Like just trying to provide variety. And then I know DBCA has that um, like wilderness experience they've been teasing, like trying to get that in at some point. So it may be down the line, but like that would not be a very cost-efficient book to write. Yeah, I guess for people who don't have a sense of that, that's like the size of several countries. Um, it's like almost, you know, like, that would be like half the United States would be. Yeah, and it's not like I can go up there, hire a car and drive around like you would in the US or Europe or somewhere. Like you'd drive and you'd have to, so you'd fly up there and have to hire a four-wheel drive, which is like, what, $200 a day probably. Yeah. And then it's still like a day of driving between places, probably more sometimes. Yeah. So maybe, but it's not 
not on the cards at the moment. Yeah, and density of trails as well. Like once you you get past like Calabari and Karajini, there's like you know most places have no more than five trails. So. Yeah, well that's the thing. It might have to be like Geraldton to like Kununurra. <laughs> that's the range I'd have to go. Yeah. So beyond the the east coast, which is definitely happening, and a potential northern book. Are there any other books that you're working on or, you know, involved in? Yep. So um, I got approached, um, Woodslane are doing like a, a bigger multi-day hikes in Australia book. Um, and obviously that is quite grand for someone to do on their own. So what they're going to do is get people um, to contribute like certain trails. So I've put my hand up to do the WA trails. Um, so in there will be, I think at the moment planned is the Wilman Billia, the whole thing. So I'll get to hike that. And hopefully not a, burnt uh, when you do it. Hopefully not burnt. Um, stay away, please, DBCA. Uh, the Stirling Ridge Walk. Uh, I think the plan at the moment is the Hakia Trail with like a reference to the Mamang Trail. Because um, initially they wanted the Fitzgerald River wilderness thing. And I said, no, I'm not prepared to write that up as a... Um, thing to try and attract people to do it um, what else was there the Cape to Cape and also I'm going to do Walpole to Denmark on the bib and then reference the, the whole bib as well rather than writing the whole thing up as a one trail that should be coming well I'm aiming to finish that by the end of the year as well so that should be coming out next year sometime yeah there's definitely been a need for that because there was that whole well, John Chapman did the one that was with Lonely Planet. And then Lonely Planet were like, no, we want all the royalties. Mm. And then he went, well, I'll publish my own book. And then he didn't update it since 2003, I think. Yeah. And, you know, in some instances, some trails haven't changed. But some have. And also, like, what's in there is, you know, what was a trail in 2003. So that's great that they're going to do a, you know, all of Australia book that's you know, we'll hopefully have a lot of the new trails that have been built since then mm. and also just stuff that he didn't include for whatever reason back then. Yeah. Hopefully I'll try and describe it a little more fairly than what he does. <laughs> Not that we have really any difficult hikes um, in WA, apart from maybe the Stirling Ridge Walk. Yeah. I guess, you know, like for people who haven't used the Chapman book, he really smooths out his elevation graphs and sometimes... Um, you know, he's so hardcore, he just kind of just glosses over things that other people would mention as this is a challenging thing, mm. so. Well, like, yeah. four to six hours is, like, four to six hours with no breaks, no stops, no looking at anything, just, like, power <laughs> just, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Cool, so, you know, I'm really excited about this book, and I'm hoping to get my autographed copy from you. You'll be one of the first ones. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, man, and as, as Mark said earlier, anyone who wants to buy this book, uh, buy it through Mark's website to give him a better deal and he'll yep. give you a better deal too. I will. Free gift with purchase. Yep. Um, but yeah, not great with uh, self-promotion most of the time, but this one I think I might uh, put the extra effort in and really annoyingly advertise it um, just initially. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of feels like Mark's been the guest for this episode. So thank you, Mark, for coming in and uh, being on the pod. And No, yeah. thank, thanks for having me. It's my first time being here recording a pod with you. So I've, I've really had a good time. No, awesome. You've been a fantastic guest. We'll have you back again. <laughs>
Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode of Real Trail Talk, then please rate us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. Ratings really help us to reach an audience, especially those who are looking to learn about the outdoors in Western Australia and Australia in general. If you had any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at realtrailtalk at gmail.com or contact us through our social media channels. Thanks again and stay tuned for our next episode.